Hi, this is Sanaa in the center of her power. On today's episode, I will be sharing some of my personal experiences about my father and the Divine Masculine. So it's a solo show. I think you will enjoy. The summer solstice marks the longest day of the year. Today is June 18th, and the solstice, the Father's Day, and Juneteenth are all this weekend. So I'm coming to you because I wanted to share some ideas that have been coming up for me. Ever since the new moon in May in Taurus, I've been processing, not just me, but everyone has had the opportunity to process old behaviors, old beliefs, and maybe bring them up to the surface for healing. There's more healing energy in the earth now. Every month we get more and more healing energy, which is helping us to ascend as we heal various aspects of our beliefs. And for me, over the last year and a half, layers upon layers have been revealed that are helping me to reorganize my awareness and understanding of what life is. And I was thinking about why two men that, um, well, one I had a conflict with and another who was interested, but I wasn't interested in him and he had a conflict with that. Two of, they both came to my awareness, they contacted me, or one was sending out psychic energy and I picked up on it and responded and the other physically connected with me. And I'm, I've been thinking, what is, what is it, what is there for me to learn here? I'm especially aware of males and masculinity and masculine energy after getting out of a really toxic relationship a couple of years ago and and I'm still processing I'm still processing the trauma and I think both of these men came into my life at a time when I was still very much in a trauma state I'm really still in the trauma state I'm just now getting out of it because one of the men is my neighbor and he reached out and said, hey, you know, we have some conflicts. Let's, you know, let's put it behind us. And I couldn't at that moment. I, I couldn't. Because I melded in what happened with him with what had happened with my ex. And, and basically, I melded it in with toxic masculinity. And toxic masculinity has showed up for me in a, in a, a few different ways for me to, to process and heal. And as I was thinking about the, the toxic relationship that I was in and then the toxic toxic masculinity where um, there was a man who wanted to get into a relationship with me, even though he was demeaning, he liked to talk down to me, and yet he was saying, oh, you're just so beautiful, you have so much, you're so unique. And I'm thinking to myself, he's not true. He's not true. If you are being demeaning or, or speaking to me as if I'm some little little child, and even children you shouldn't speak to in a disrespectful way, 
But if you're treating me that way, then that to me, I've, I've, I've experienced, is not the kind of love I want. It may have been love to him, but it's not the kind of love that I want because I could kind of I could see how that could develop into a controlling relationship, and I knew that that was not going to be me ever again. And the reason I got into that relationship, I was thinking, how did I get to the place where I was open and receptive to men who would be controlling or um, or who would be toxic, who would create a toxic environment. And there are a number of reasons why that happened. The, the largest reason is I needed to experience, have this experience of what life is and what it is to be female in a hyper-masculine world. I needed to understand that, especially because I, um, in my minerals, in my bones, have an understanding and awareness of a time when women were um, much more revered than they are now. And what I thought, when I, what I came to about men and relationships is that I decided, when I went off to college, I wanted a different kind of man, different from my father, different from my stepfather. Why did I want a man different from my father and stepfather? I, I, I was thinking that, okay, I wanted a, a, a real masculine, aggressive, I mean, I should say not aggressive, but ambitious, intelligent, college-educated man, and I wanted him to, I wanted, I wanted to connect differently with with men than I had in the past. And that's what I got. (laughs) This last relationship was such a contradictory experience to what I had experienced as a child with my father and bonus father, stepfather, that it, it, it has forced me to completely reorder my understanding of, of, of what it means to be male and what it means to be female. My father, Melvin Green, who later um, took an African name, Osei Tutu, Osei Tutu, was a community activist. He had a huge heart. He was so well-loved by his family, by his co-workers at the factory where he worked. He worked at Chrysler. He was an auto worker. He poured into me. He was a factory worker, and he was an intellectual. He loved poetry. He introduced me to um, African-American poetry, black poets. He loved jazz. He took me to jazz concerts and, and spent time with me talked to me, listened to me, gave me ideas, um, taught me how important it is to be aware of what's happening in the world, to understand our place as black people in the world and, and, to, and, to, and to work to make it better. He participated in one of the first sit-ins here in Detroit. And he continued to be a community activist. He was just kind to people just in general. 
and he loved to converse and have conversations. He had a really strong, rich voice. And he loved me. He just, he, he adored me. He only saw the good. He only saw the good in me. And I felt that that had to be wrong. <laughs> Something had to be wrong with him if he only saw the good in me. Because I was, I think I may have mentioned this before, but I was ostracized in school and I've been healing that and restructuring that whole concept too. You, you can actually go back to the, go to the past and change the way you experience that situ- a situation. So it's possible to feel completely different about a situation. And I, I posted on Instagram how my mother came to me and she um, empathically sent really strong memories or took me really back to the situation where I was really upset. And, I, and this was middle school and I was really having some major problems in middle school. And she took me back to the place that the emotions welled up so, so completely and I was, that I was crying. And I'll get back to my father in a second. I was crying and she showed me what she did to help me. I really thought that she was insensitive. And she showed me, okay, this is what happened. I, I felt you and this is what I did. Like one of the things she used to do is really take time to cook, to season, simmer, sing over, love over the food that she prepared for the family. And she did this in large part because she knew it was something that I needed and that she could give me. And that totally changed my memories. So now, beliefs that I've built the foundation of my life on are, are now being shifted. So the same can be true for my relationship with my father. So I went off to college, and I'm thinking, okay, I want to get a college guy who's ambitious, and you know, and I'm thinking subconsciously that I need a man who does not respect me, or who does not think that I'm fabulous like my father does, because I must not be fabulous because everybody at school, you know, not everyone, but you know, was not well received at school, and that's because <laughs> I didn't come here to fit in, and. Um, a manifester. I know some people may disagree with that. I'm a manifester in human design. And I have an energy field that people can't often read. And it makes them uncomfortable. And that's what happened in school, I think. So I decided I wanted to get a man who was going to be different from my father. Different from my stepfather. My stepfather was a music teacher. And a gospel choir director. He brought music into our house. He really is, or I should say is, I'm saying is because I've been really feeling the energy of my father and stepfather of my fathers. I feel really blessed that I had the benefit of two fathers. 
My stepfather, my bonus father, was a musician. He brought music and life, and he had such a really gentle way of teaching. Of, he, he taught me how to, to drive a stick shift, and I was so nervous about it, and he took me out. Because I, I had to, I, I came back from D.C. to Detroit to buy this car because my father had a discount as a Chrysler retiree. So I bought this car and I got the stick shift because it was cheaper. But I had never driven, <laughs> I had never driven a stick shift. So I'm here. I got a few days to buy the car and then get back to D.C. to go to work. And I couldn't drive a stick. And my stepfather took me out. And he used his gentle voice, his way of of explaining things, and he, you know, gently encouraged me. And I was, he taught me well enough that I could drive back <laughs> from Detroit to D.C., which is like an eight-hour drive. He was a, a a magnificent man who was well respected, and my father was a magnificent man who was well respected. They were different, but really the core piece of them that is similar is that they typified divine masculinity. Divine masculinity. They loved and supported and and pushed forth positive energy into the community in, in various ways. They were encouraging and nurturing and hypermasculinity was not a part of my childhood as far as my fathers were concerned. They were not hypermasculine. My father was the one who encouraged me to go away to Howard University. He dreamed big for me and he poured into me. He poured the best parts of himself into me. So here I am now actually being able to fully realize the blessing that it is to have had my father, Osei Tutu, and my bonus father in my life. And I feel them around me right now, pouring into me, pouring the divine masculine into me. I think they also show the balance of divine masculine and divine feminine. I've been really pushing Forth to help reestablish the divine feminine in the world. This show, in the center of her power, is divine feminine soul food. The thing is, and I've always felt this way, this is the time for balance, to be balanced in body, mind, and spirit. When I taught belly dance, I did a closing meditation visualization, and it was all about balance, balance and giving and receiving logic and creativity, masculine and feminine. The goal is balance. Each of us has masculine energy and each of us has feminine energy. And although I am here to help reestablish the divine feminine, I am completely supported by all of the men, all of the males in my lineage, my father, Osei Tutu, my stepfather, Jack Folson, um, my uncles, Uncle Sam, Uncle Harry, 
Uncle Kermie, Uncle Alan, my grandfathers, Alan, Thornton, Jackson, Theodore. I'm supported by all of them in my mission to help reestablish the divine feminine in the world. I call the names of my ancestors, my male ancestors, and I have many more. Those are just kind of at the top of the list. But and Oh, I forgot to mention my brother, my ancestor brother, Mario, who is supporting me. I was born with two brothers. Well, not with two. There were three of us in the family. My ancestor brother, Mario, showed me that my brothers and I form a triangle of three. We support each other with energy. They send masculine energy, I send feminine energy into our group of three. And I'll talk more about this later. I'm I'm learning more because we actually um, have incarnated in multiple lifetimes as a group of three. So the masculine is so important. The divine masculine is so important. The feminine is important, too, because we have to just kind of revel in it and understand what it is. That's why I love belly dance, and I love to dress in beautiful clothes. And I now have long hair, which I didn't when I was younger. I used to have really short hair. But I have, I'm, I'm really tapping into being um, receptive, accepting, intentional, focusing on what it is I would like to see creating a a clear vision of it and allowing it to be attracted to me. There's always a time when we need to use the sun energy that's present right now during the solstice, that's masculine energy. We definitely need the sun. My garden needs the sun. We need the sun and the energy to be able to push forward in life. We can't exist without the masculine energy and the energy of the sun. We also need the moon. My um, my moon is in Scorpio, so it's a, <laughs> it's a whole lot of in-depth moon feminine energy around. And I also have a lot of cancer energy because next month I'll be um, having a birthday. And we're right now in the time of cancer. We're going to be going into the time of cancer, leaving Gemini energy and going into the, the time of cancer right after the solstice and cancer is all about nurturing and mother and water and have a lot of cancer energy as well so I I need both I definitely need the masculine sun energy to help balance all of the moon feminine ener- water energy that I have so we need both and I'm realizing that I'm so lucky to have had a father and a stepfather who exemplified the divine masculine. I'm reminded, just as my mother came to me and gave me memories and poured into me, and we had a spiritual experience because my mother passed away in 2014, my father came to me and my stepfather, and they are allowing me to see their love differently 
as opposed to seeing it as something being wrong with them for loving me completely, I'm seeing it as such a blessing in that in in the truth of who I am was was um was 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 seen was 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 pushed back to me. I, I can't think of the word, but they saw the best in me, and that's the truth. It's more true than any belief I may have had about not being accepted and feeling that because I wasn't accepted that something must be wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with me. If you ever feel that you're not accepted and there must be something wrong with you, work to shift that feeling. I I had to do that because I felt that um, with the situation with, with the neighbor, I felt that I must have done something to make him do some do something do that do what he did that was so mean, and I was trying to figure out what I had done wrong. And um, the therapist said to me, "Well, you know, it's, it's, it's what it's not anything that you did wrong. It's just it's all about what he was feeling at the time. You don't have to feel like you did anything wrong." And wow! So finally, I got that just this weekend. So I, not only did, did I do nothing wrong with him, but I did nothing wrong at school, and I did nothing wrong whenever there was um, a, um, a challenge or someone didn't feel comfortable with, with me or um, acted as if they didn't like me. It's okay not to be liked. <laughs> and for me, it's actually normal. I'm an indigo child, and I came here to be a change agent, and sometimes just the very energy that I walk with stirs people and makes them uncomfortable. Sometimes it also can show people who they really are. So my energy is, it's, it's not, um, you, you either, you're, you're going to feel it one way or the other. <laughs> you're going to feel me one way or the other. And that's just the truth of who I am, which I'm now starting to accept. And the reason that I can accept myself more now is because of the healing energies that are coming into the earth, that have been coming into the earth for the last 18 months, that are shifting the very vibration of Gaia, of the energy, the soul of this planet that we call Earth. And it's so wonderful because healing is coming. I'm, I'm changing the way I'm seeing things. So this solstice, this solstice is such a um, monumental period for me because it, it's uh, marking the end of a nine year for me and nine is, is completion. And literally, I am completing and redirecting, um, shifting, limiting beliefs, to leaving them behind to embrace growth, life, the integration of the masculine and the feminine, and to be a multidimensional being, alive and vibrant shining with the light of God in my everyday walk. That's the goal. 
That's that's where we're all moving to, becoming sixth sixth dimension beings or multi-dimensional beings. I should say we're moving into the fifth dimension of um, of existence of civilization. But we have basically five senses, and we also have a sixth sense. This is something that was written about in Seed of the Soul by Gary Zukoff. It was a book that was featured on Oprah in the in the nineties. So we're, we're here. I mean, so many people have written about it in different ways. We're evolving. And this solstice is so um, transformational for me, and I think it's transformational in the world. This year, Juneteenth was actually proposed to be a national holiday, <laughs> which I don't know how I feel about that, because I, I, I'd like, I like that it was kind of a black thing, and we could just you know, have our have our experiences on Juneteenth, and it was it was something that we did. It wasn't a, a it wasn't necessarily for everybody. Some things we want to share, other things I think is really nice for it to just be us. <laughs> so anyway, I hope this solstice time will give you a chance to get out because I know we've been stuck in the house, and so there are a lot of things planned. This is a time for us to acknowledge our ancestors. There's an ancestor commemoration that's going to be taking place at the water here in Detroit. And I know there have been ancestral celebrations all over the country as more people, more, more people of African descent are connecting with um, their, African, their ancestors and honoring ancestors in the African or West African Yoruba way. And of course, there are many ways to acknowledge your ancestors, and Africans are not the only civilization that honors ancestors. Anyway, that's a whole other show, too. So I'm hoping that you will be um, enlivened this, at this time of the year, that you will feel the sun, that you will feel the pull to transform, the pull to release limiting beliefs, the pull to heal any rifts that you may have with people, with your ancestors, with yourself, because really what's happening for me as my father is fathers have come and, and I'm aware of the relationship to my brothers, is I'm getting closer and closer to balancing the masculine and feminine within myself. That's really the goal. Is to, is to combine the masculine and the feminine. So we needed to have more feminine energy in the world so that we could be more balanced. Not just men, but men and women. So I hope that you are um, enjoying, like I said, enjoying this season. And I look forward to connecting with you again. This is Sana Green, and you've been listening to In the Center of Her Power podcast. If you liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, send me a message. I would love to hear from you. You can send it to Sana, S-A-N-A-A, at centerherpower.com. Sana at centerherpower.com. And look forward to another show. Shine.